If you're looking to save some money on your wireless plan, take a look at Visible Wireless. They're a transparent wireless carrier with nothing to hide. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. Switch to Visible where you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. One-line wireless, just 25 bucks a month with taxes and fees included. That's unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Switch now at Visible.com. You shouldn't judge a book by its cover, but you can judge a company by its name. Like Visible, the wireless company making wireless visible. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. This week's episode of Unlocked is brought to you by Gamefly. Welcome to Unlocked 352, I'm Ryan McCaffrey, and this week we're going to be talking about the Halo TV series, EA Motive's new Star Wars project, and Call of Duty's interesting next-generation job listing. But first, starting this week, right now, Unlocked is moving. You'll be able to watch every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Pacific at the website unlocked.ign. Dot com. That's the thing to bookmark. So that's right. You can see the show first on IGN a full 24 hours before you'll see or hear us anywhere else. Now let's move on with the rest of the show. I'm Ryan McCaffrey. Destin Legary, welcome back. Hi, everybody. Good to see Good you. Good to see you again. <laughs> Brandon Tyrell. How you doing? Miranda Sanchez. Hello. Are we now, so now going to fight over this chair? No, I think, I think, we're, we're, I think good. we're set. We're solid. We're good. Yeah. So, this is a right. good setup. All it took was Alana leaving for this for the seating situation to I'm resolve. I'm keeping it so. warm. And this, yeah. is, this is my spot now. <laughs> I got my old chair. Yeah. <laughs> I'm good. Uh, it worked yeah, out. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's, uh, it's a trial basis. We're going to see how <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> Have you done anything like this yeah. before? I'm gonna, so bring <laughs> in, bring in the pool cue for me to snap. We're gonna have just a big old hooks. <laughs> oh my no, God. go with my dark. No, knight reference. I got it. Come I, on, I didn't realize what you're saying. He's gonna fight someone <laughs> that's, to the death. That's super dark. Yeah, <laughs> dark knight. Duh. Ah, okay. Okay. Wordplay. Anyway, too early. Uh, this is episode 352 of Unlocked. It is IGN's Xbox show. We're here every week, except for last week when there was a holiday in the middle of the week. Sorry. How weird Never was happens. that? We thought about doing a show. We're like, what would, if what if we wait till next week? It would have been it would have been Miranda and I doing a fireside chat, <laughs> just like yeah, well, flashcards yeah. with each other. How weird was it coming back on Thursday? It was a little weird for me. Everyone thought it was Monday. Yeah, it felt like <laughs> yeah. start of a new week. Well, it was yeah. it was weird. The office was dead the entire week because yeah, half the office was out Monday, Tuesday, and then took the Wednesday, and then mm-hmm. half of the office took the Wednesday and then was out Thursday, Friday. <laughs> yeah. So no matter where, like if you were suckers like me and came in all four days, <laughs> it felt like like a ghost town. There were like tumbleweeds going down the hallways. On the plus side, though, traffic was nice and light all week. Yeah, really people was. were out yeah. of town. Yeah, it's doing, so weird. Like, yeah. just being on Barton stuff, just the, the city was kind of empty. I was oh, like, what yeah. did everybody you do? Weird, like, you know, oh, I have a seat. Pressed up against yeah. sweaty people. Fourth of July, <laughs> like, summer, you think, like, you know, San Francisco gets plenty of tourism. Mm-hmm. But Fourth of July, everybody leaves town. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because it's you, it, the weather's mostly terrible. In the city, it'll be like... 
sixties yeah. by the time it's time for fireworks. And, and that's if it's not all fogged in yeah. the city. So people just clear out of here. Anyway, uh, we've got some topics to talk about since we have two weeks worth of content. Let me start with the Halo TV series, which of course dropped like <laughs> right after we were, I think right after we recorded last, last time, two weeks yeah. ago. Yeah. So it's not, not that this is old, but I don't know. This is all we're going to have to talk about for until the show goes into production, which is going to be in early 2019. Uh, the show will then also be due out in 2019. So Showtime gave it the official green light series order. Ten one-hour episodes. What else do we know, Brandon? A lot. Uh, and actually, it's been two weeks, so I'm trying to, I'm trying to jog <laughs> it all up right now. But uh, you and I actually recorded a conversation about this two weeks ago when the news dropped. Um, and there's quite a bit of information. We know that you know the showrunner is going to be Kyle Killen, who does the show Awake, uh, as well as some other stuff. I think his other one is Lone Star. Uh, I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head. But um, it's actually really kind of an exciting pick because he's known for like really heady storytelling. And he's yeah. also known for like duality, running multiple story threads at the same time mm-hmm. and having those affect each other, which kind of fits in perfectly with Halo's whole you know, sort of dual stories, whether you want that to be the Master Chief and the Arbiter or whether you're looking at like Halo 2 or Halo 5, which is, you know, (laughs) let's not talk about You're playing Halo 5 Uh, right now. I I finished it last (laughs) night. Uh, What do you think? Should we playing it? Oh, man. Um, That is certainly a video game. (laughs) Uh, Back to the TV series. Yeah. So uh, the next... Uh, thing I'm excited for the Halo-verse is this TV series, but uh, it, it's a cool it's a cool proposition. You know, Amazon says it wants it to be their most ambitious, their biggest Showtime. show. Uh, sorry, not Amazon Showtime <laughs> uh, wants it to be their most ambitious, their biggest show to like rival other. You know, and 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 the first thing I think about is this is once they want this to be their Game of Thrones, yeah. they want this to be their Westworld, Walking um, Dead. <sighs> Because, I mean, it's their mo- their biggest, like, those two shows changed the game. Well, mm-hmm. ma- more Game of Thrones than Westworld. Like, uh, yeah. there was always, there was already an awesome, like, sort of renaissance of television, you know, Breaking Bad and all these mm-hmm. other, like, really high-quality story-driven shows that had, you know, the long burn. They had time to, to sink in and tell their stories. But Game of Thrones came out, and I... I don't. I'm not even going to try to quote figures, but I feel like it was 70 million an episode or something. Changed I'm pulling that out of midair. <laughs> uh, yeah, it literally changed the game uh. of Thrones. Um, so I, I feel like this is going to be their their sort of like entry into trying to make that big TV splash on their network. Um, we'll see if it works. It could work really well because, as we all know, Halo. You know, the the franchise over time has had an amazing series of live action trailers, cinematics, uh, even a couple of series, but some better than others. The series themselves have not been very good. So I like Forward yeah. Unto Dawn. Forward Unto Dawn, the one with the kids at the academy. It was okay. Yeah. It, it, it was, was okay. It's, I'd give yeah. it a 7 out of 10. It's a good I, I out it was, of 10. I thought it was good. It's <laughs> IGN.com. Um, the other one, whose name I can't even remember. Uh, Nightfall, Nightfall, right? Nightfall. Okay. No, don't, please don't watch it. Yeah, it's, I don't even want to talk about it's it. Bad. It's just It's rough. I think yeah. my favorite, like, other medium outside of just like the books and the comics and the games um, was the radio drama they had for Hunt yeah, Truth. That was so that was, Everybody loves that. That was my favorite thing. And yeah, I like yeah. looked up the writers and was like, are any of you on this project, please? Because yeah. they're just so good. They just like crafted <laughs> such a good series around Halo and just kept that mystery going and just of mm. like, I mean, like we know Master Chief, we know his story and like being able to retell it in a very different way and in such an engaging way was really exciting. And yes. I'm, I'm, not excited for the TV series. I think I see no, any no optimism. I'm never optimistic for like any video game, movie, or TV show. Just because, like, ultimately, it comes down to the same thing with anime. It's like 
adapting it just is weird because mm. like they they were fitted to the form that they were best told in right like yeah. halo is best told as a video game and like the books are really good too but like you get so much more time with that and you can describe things and get so much more intricate um the problem with tv series is you are limited to the budget and of course to like the i guess showrunners and like the higher ups like ideas of like what you need to meet mm. um i know a lot of series have like suffered from being too long yeah. um this one I'm just curious to see what they choose to tell in a Halo TV series. Like, where do they want to start? Because I think just like recapping um, Halo Combat Evolved wouldn't make for a. They've already said they're not doing that. Yeah, so that. Okay, good. Because I missed There's, that. They're going to tell new stories. Yeah. Okay. Set in a familiar universe or uh, familiar yeah. events, but new takes on them or new I, new uh, perspectives. I have to ask Miranda and everybody at the table. You haven't really liked any of the live action stuff, right? Uh, what about the the shorts that they would do leading to game launches, like the the Reach short and uh, before uh, Halo Three when Chief was coming down? The, did you enjoy those? Like the, those the snippets? Believe campaign. Yeah. yeah, those are yeah. those are good. I mean, like, mm-hmm. but again, they're shorts they're not a full-on tv series where you have to have a like long script um and like talking with other people who have been in live action um adaptations i've seen a lot it always comes down to the script Mm -hmm. like you can have great actors and like great people on board but like if the script's not good then you know the show is going to suffer because that is like a foundation of it definitely um so i don't know i i don't ever stay optimistic for these things i'm curious i'm not like going to say well it's obviously gonna be trash because it's live action (laughs) suddenly um but Definitely curious, but I'm not going to hold my breath for it to be good. I'm just mm-hmm. going to just let it play out. I mean, it's fair. You know, you, you're right that the history of, of live action, long form adaptations, be it TV series or movies with video games, is, is not good. I, what do you it's mean, really Ryan? not good. <laughs> I'm just very curious for them to like reveal finally what they want to cover with the story. Yeah. Like if them just being kind of being around the bush is fine and good that they're not just adapting like the first game or something because that would be really weird like i wonder if it'll but are, are there even going to be a lot of spartans in this because like spartans are more expensive to film than that'll just, be a big than just unsc grunts right because yeah. you, right. you have to make the armor and do the whole thing but at this point there's so many people that make the armor to like a level that they've probably figured out a, a high quality level that they probably figured out a way to reduce those costs. Right. It's all about the, like the height of the actor and making sure that it, it definitely feels like a spark. Also, I think if they're, if Showtime is like touting us as their game of Thrones, like their biggest franchise that they want to push out, like, I don't think they're going to, you know, skip, skip on, on the, the budget. Yeah. That, <laughs> yeah. That's the thing too, is that's, that's what so. sort of has me excited is that because they want it to be their most ambitious thing to me, that translates directly into the budget. Right. Right. Um, you right. know, the show is going to be super post-production heavy. There's going to be a lot of CGI in it. Um, and we were actually tossing out ideas of what we thought it could be. And the reason I thought like it's not going to focus too much on the Covenant is because to make a believable sort of environment, you know, society for the Covenant to, to show off to the, the audience, like that's got to be just a ton of post-production. That all has to be CGI, right? Unless you go the, like mm. the Jim Henson Muppet. Well, I do hope that, uh, angle. that Joseph Staten is brought in to – to do the voices for the grunts because mm. that, oh, is, that yeah. is what it's supposed to be he is the voice of the grunts <laughs> and they're all going to be CGI he's a Microsoft employee we'll see, we'll yeah. see I mean they could focus on like the rebellion of the colonies and it could just be humans versus humans in the early part of the war they could focus on first contact and I think it was like 2525 or something like that when mm-hmm. uh, the covenant first appear and uh, you know attack harvest 
and then what I thought was really cool is telling like two different stories about a modern time when the Spartans are just wrecking stuff and then they they show like a flashback story thread with Halsey creating the Spartans and like sort of the moral ambiguity of are, is what we're doing right? We're replacing children with clones, you know, and we're taking them and indoctrinating them into this military complex. Um, so I, I think there's like cool human stories you can tell in there, uh, which is what I've always loved about Halo. It's not just about shooting purple robot or purple aliens. It's also about like the human element and the human cost. I think the trifecta of the the Covenant, the humans and the rebels at that time period mm-hmm. is the most interesting story they can tell. I hope they stay away from the uh, I always mix them up. It's a Prometheans in Halo? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah Prometheans in Halo. Uh, I hope they kind of stay away from that. I don't, I don't think they're going to go that far into it. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to kind of where you're gauging is like earlier stories. Mm-hmm. I think that's what they're going to explore more just yeah. because I think there's a lot already established there that they can pull from and then also adapt to make their own. I'm curious, Miranda, what do you think of – have you seen Halo Legends, the collection of of uh, anime oh. shorts from, mm-hmm. the, from the different studios? It was sort of like the Animatrix no, like, I did. No, I did not see it, that. Okay, no, okay. I remember it existing, but I never got around to getting. I have to dig it. out. See if I can dig out my copy for it because I yeah. think it's really good. Like yeah. there, there's a few good ones. There, though, yeah, like there's. I mean, they're not all amazing, yeah. but yeah. there's some. There's some and good stuff really? in there. Mm-hmm. Was it was it similar to the Animatrix in where one episode was done by a different in a different art style? They're not by connected at all. An, no, right. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. They're each a different. Yeah. yeah. They're each a different. Uh, total different style. Different story. There's some some interesting. stuff. The thing there is just like I keep looking at these really awesome short stories that we've had, but. This is not a short story. This is Correct. a TV series. So, like, we can't. I mean, it's like hard to compare them, you know. But if yeah. they do the if they do the crossing narratives and they develop it as a series of shorts that tie together into a larger narrative, maybe they can make the stuff that we've liked work combined with an overall storytelling uh, structure. Mm-hmm. Like uh, you said, this this person's good at. Well, here's my. Oh, re- yeah. I'm trying to be hopeful. Yeah, my, no, <laughs> yeah. And, yeah I, I need to hours, look at the, Ten hours isn't that long. Yeah. Yeah, I want to look more about like the writer and showrunners stuff because mm-hmm. I haven't seen Awake or Lone Star. Anymore. I'm not sure. I think we, you're being responsible, like managing yeah. your expectations. I mean, and, I've like, been burned before, so right. I think we all have, and <laughs> we're just hurt. like we just want a good Halo show. Yeah. And for sure, like yeah. I think, I don't know. I, I love Halo very much, and so I'm just kind of like protective of my heart. Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, my my reason for optimism the the, the core of my optimism is there's two things one 343 clearly has not rushed into this this has been in development for years at this point so it's not like they just said oh which network will give us the most money to license our thing and then like okay get it on the air next year like no it hasn't been that at all and the whole thing of showtime you know this is this is like their pillar show. They're going to invest in it. They're not going to cut corners. Yeah. I mean, it's it's what it's am it's his production company. Yeah, so I, I don't that, think that he's doing yeah, anything that, other than just like looking at a script or something. That whole but, thing yeah. of in, in the initial announcement he's of on oh, the it's, set for a second. It's, it's yeah. Spielberg's <laughs> involved. Like I don't think he's going to be involved for more than three seconds. Mm-hmm. But that's I think that's you know, fine. Whatever. That's fine. So we'll see. Uh, my hope <laughs> is that. We could maybe visit the set at some point. Ooh, that'd be nice. You know, that'd be that would be cool if, uh, Phil, you're listening, if you want to hook that up. <laughs> maybe we can report from there, but we'll be keeping an eye on this for sure. They have tons of assets to work with. That is true. Mm-hmm. That is true. No shortage. Yeah, I mean, it's going to start shooting next year, so. Yes. Well. I'm excited. I wonder where. I mean, if they'll shoot it in Vancouver, like that's uh, close to Microsoft and Toronto, maybe Georgia. Georgia's got awesome tax laws. For yeah, well, it's Vancouver, same thing. Media, yeah, yeah. yeah. Vancouver's like San Francisco and Canada. 
<laughs> so I've heard. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but right. Apparently San Francisco is really hard to shoot in. There's a lot of like permitting and taxes mm-hmm. and stuff that you have to. Yeah. I was uh, a bad Terminator shot here. <laughs> and uh, yeah, you parts you, of Ant-Man and the Wasp. I had yeah. my you had a story. Yeah. <laughs> I had like streets blocked off and it was just like Ant-Man. Paul <laughs> I feel like this isn't the first time this has happened either. Like you live on one of those iconic hills where they're just like shut down a street for a day and a half. <laughs> yeah. Over the, the Potrero way. area. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, they were, they were shooting. Oh, I think both. Ant-Man 1 and 2, I think that happened with. And a couple episodes of the Full House reboot. (laughs) Unlocked is sponsored by Gamefly, the best way to buy and rent your favorite games. Gamefly.com gives you access to 9,000 titles, which are mailed directly to your door. For one monthly fee, you can play the latest and greatest games for as long as you want with no late fees or due dates ever. When you get tired of a game, all you have to do is mail it back and they'll send you the next title on your list. That means you can kill as many zombies as you want in State of Decay 2 before swapping games. It is awesome. And now, Gamefly is offering movie rentals as well. Today, Unlocked listeners get access to a free premium 30-day trial by going to Gamefly.com unlocked. That premium trial lets you rent two titles at the same time, and you get it by going to Gamefly.com slash U-N-L-O-C-K-E-D. That's Gamefly.com slash Unlocked. Check it out. All right. Uh, next up this week, we've got EA Motive. Hi, Mitch. Hey, hey buddy. Mitch. Hey. Uh, EA Motive is working on a new open-world Star Wars game that will uh, do its best to use assets, as many assets as possible that were made for Amy Hennig's canceled Star Wars game, which was codenamed Ragtag. Uh, Motive GM Jade Raymond, speaking to Game Informer in an interview, said that the plan is to reuse as many Star Wars characters and other assets as possible. The plan was uh, always to keep some of the best stuff from uh, Hennig's game. And she says, quote, we have three terabytes of Star Wars artwork, which is crazy, mm. and there is a lot of really good work there. When we announced we were moving the game, the idea was pivoting more into player agency, but still keeping a lot of the stuff that was great about it. Uh, she said, again, to Game Informer, there was a lot of really cool stuff, like tons of assets and really cool characters that have been created, so there's the goal of making sure that we use all of that. Uh, and this is, now we're looking at the teaser. <laughs> I think this is <laughs> the, like, teaser on video. Yeah, yeah. yeah, this was from that EA... Uh, the e, or E3 from several years ago now mm-hmm. of uh, of sort of some initial concepting stuff. But, I mean, for anybody that thinks, oh, you know, whatever you may be thinking, this is not a bad thing or an abnormal thing. It makes perfect sense. Why, why would you th- just throw all that stuff in the garbage mm-hmm. if, it, if you can organically work it in? Yeah. Particularly when, um, you know, I don't know if it's just pure art assets or anything in, in, that's in-engine, but odds are... This is using Frostbite because every every EA internal thing uses Frostbite now. So it makes all kinds of sense. Yeah. You know, this will save them weeks, if not longer. There's nothing weird about this at all. It's sort of standard operating. And then save someone's work. Yeah. Yeah. Turn on it now. Sorry, Miranda. Ubisoft's been doing this for a long time, too, like using assets across all their games. Like even the Far Cry map editor, you can use assets from like the Assassin's Creed game. That's right. Oh, right. So like. Well, I mean, I'm, it's smart. It's it's a cost saving measure, and it doesn't really impact the game negatively. Yeah, I, every developer does this. I mean, every developer has 
a small team or a, a couple people who are just like prototyping stuff and creating stuff. And it usually doesn't pan out, but they're like, Hey, what if we use that in something else? Like the, the reuse, the reuse of assets is not anything new. Yeah. Like Miranda though, I'll just be cautiously optimistic. I hope it's a good star Wars <laughs> game, but like we've had so many star Wars games canceled that we got excited for. Well, now not so many, but just two major ones. Right. Um, so I'm just like, great. I'm sure it'll be a, a, an interesting game when we actually get to play it, but I'll just, I'll just wait and see. I mean, again, I'll say the same thing I said about the Halo TV series. At least EA is not just just dumping out Star Wars games with yeah. this license. I mean, yes, there have been a couple of unfortunate uh, <laughs> this isn't Warhammer cancellations, but, <laughs> but like, you know, you've had uh, the Battlefront games were, you know, a full two-year cycle on those, yeah. and yeah, they had, you know, two in particular had its own, had the microtransaction thing, but the actual core of the game Totally solid for both of them. And then the the um, Respawn project that just got the name, whose name escapes me now, uh, at E3. Star Wars Jedi. Um, oh, for, okay. yeah. Oh, uh, Order of the Fallen, was it? Something like that? Fallen, I don't know. Whatever. Fallen. But Fall, yes. It, Fallen Jedi, <laughs> colon Star Wars. No, it's Star Wars Jedi. It's Star Wars Jedi. It is. Sure. Yeah, anyway. Star Wars Jedi, colon, something. The, uh, the, the, that, that's something been in the though. works for a long time at mm-hmm. Respawn as well. It's not Fallen just, Order. Thank yeah, you. I was like, Fallen, 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 something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, at least they're not just just dumping stuff out to yeah y'all remember e3 remember how long ago it was <laughs> yeah no that's true i mean they're not afraid like to cancel ago. stuff but uh, i just hope i i would like to see a, a new take i liked um that they tried something new with the the star wars that just came out battlefront 2 they had a narrative aspect i would like to see them develop more in that way get yeah. rid of the loot boxes ea has definitely heard the community loud and clear they're like oh we can't get away with this yeah so they're not going to do that anymore and i hope uh i think anthem might be the next thing that we see where they really prove to us how they're going to implement their um tactics of microtransactions i don't i don't want to use that word because i think they're adjusting the strategy of the microtransactions. well yeah yeah that's still what they are premium right. currency yeah yeah no you're right it's not really dlc in-game purchases yeah in-game pur- like skins and in-app like stuff, in-app stuff that's less harmful yeah yeah well we know with anthem that it's going to be cosmetic only like yes. you could yes. put a super cut together of the number of times they said uh, no pay to win, no yeah. power or pay was, for power. Yeah, it was their TV, TV, TV. Yeah, yeah exactly. montage waiting to happen. <laughs> yeah. uh, no one's cut that together yet. Yeah, yeah. So we we've heard them say that is going to be the strategy moving forward with, with Anthem, and we've heard it so consistently from so many different people at Bioware. Like I'm 100 percent on board. I believe them. Um, they're not going to do that. They've also said they don't want to split the player base with mm-hmm. uh, either new maps or new missions or new story content. Yeah. However, they did say, you know, they're not totally ruling out microtransactions and maybe one day in the future they're going to release a fifth javelin that does, you know, the the guy who turns into a, a rolly ball or whatever. And yeah. you might pay five bucks for that guy. You can play in some Overwatch, haven't you? No, I haven't. Uh, I, I, saw, yeah. I saw. You saw it in the prompter before. There was tele, yeah, the teleprompter yeah. was left over from the Overwatch. Thing. Yeah. It said Hamden, the Hamden, the Wrecking Ball. So it's, <laughs> it's, it's right on top of my head. But um, yeah, I don't think we should go into this thinking like, Anthem will be free of microtransactions forever moving forward. You might buy stuff, but it's never going to affect the power of your characters or the story content or gameplay content. I'll be honest with you. I would love it if a game... Anthem's the the thing that I can think of off the top of my head. I'm really excited about that one. And uh, Mm -hmm. it would be great if they just adapted the Fortnite model of a battle pass. You pay a low... You can either pay 
for more to unlock cosmetic stuff, mm-hmm. or you pay a, a nominal fee, a reasonable fee, and you have a whole season, which is basically like a quarter, mm-hmm. uh, three months or so, to unlock everything in there, and you do it by doing in-game things. And I, I really, really wait, like that model. I feel you, it's less predatory. Wait, you, can, you can pay to get more levels in that, right? You can if you okay. want to. Yeah, Dota you don't does the exact to. same thing. Yeah, you, and you, I, you have to pay for the opportunity to unlock things in game. You pay uh, either nothing, and you can unlock stuff by just doing normal things. But they're they're not like skins and such. Like if you just do the the non pay fee well you don't pay anything for Fortnite, right it's mm. a free-to-play game so you can play for free but if you want to want to unlock skins and such you pay a small fee and then you can start doing the battle pass challenges which are in-game challenges that allow you to unlock yeah those are game. specific like seasonal things it's like a way to monetize but you get your rewards throughout the entire season you're yeah. constantly working toward it so and you just pay once and then you earn by playing or you can pay more and just unlock things really fast. So I'm yeah. familiar with this. Like Dota does something similar. Yeah, Dota does the exact same thing. Smite does something similar with yeah. like the Odyssey that they do it's, over here. Yeah, a familiar model. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'm, so I'm not sure how we got onto Anthem, but okay. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> sorry, Ryan. Sorry. <laughs> because uh, no, the, the, I wanted to cover here. Uh, I the you've been you've been tracking Brandon. The, the tweet fest. I have been tracking Brandon, and I'm this close. Tweet storm. <laughs> You're gonna get going on uh, with Mar- uh, Mark Champion. Dara, correct? Yeah, Dara or Dara? I think it's Dara. My bad. Uh, Mark Donner. <laughs> wow, crushed it. Tuesday. Mark Dahara. Guys, we moved the filming of Unlocked an hour earlier and a day earlier in the week. So I don't think the coffee's kicked in yet. It hasn't. It absolutely hasn't. There. So Mark Dara, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, executive producer, uh, you you know him from like Dragon Age that that franchise. You may remember me from such Bioware games as Dragon Age, <laughs> Dragon Age Two, Dragon Age Inquisition, <laughs> Dragon Age: The Redragoning. Um, they moved him over to uh, to Anthem. Sorry, I totally derailed right now. Uh, they moved him over to Anthem. Uh, John Warner, the uh, the game director of the game. Uh, both Mark and John recently have started doing. Uh, I shouldn't. I shouldn't say recently. They've been doing this thing called the AMAAAA. The <laughs> Ask Me Almost Anything About Anthem. Um, <laughs> and Mark's been doing well it. played, guys. Mark's been doing it since I think June 9th, which was like the first day of EA Play or the day yeah. before EA Play. And he's been answering questions consistently. Last week they did a live stream that John was on as well. So now John is also taking up the mantle of answering oh questions. Uh, shout out to these guys. These are both stand up dudes. Just, and you they, can pretty yeah. much. If there's if you have any question about this video game, you can tweet at them. Well, really? I mean, they've not, answered like everything. They're not talking about a bunch of stuff. They're not talking about like when we're going to get a demo. They're not talking about um, you know most of the microtransaction stuff. They're not talking about the end game, the social stuff. Like, has anyone asked about damage floaties? <laughs> I don't believe so. But I had a question. <laughs> Somebody about, should ask that. Uh, one of the heavy hitters of this AMA was, can we turn off the damage floaties? If you're watching the video right now, you're seeing B roll, and anytime you shoot something, these Big old yellow, big, big borderline yellow style numbers, numbers come yeah. up, and, and that was that was actually I I before either I don't know if he'd officially started it, but um, I tweeted that after I played it. I was like, I love this man. Yeah. I would love to turn those off because they're real big and obnoxious. Mm. And they, I'm sure I he'll be happy to them. know you started. Well, <laughs> I, I, but I'm obviously not the only yeah, person are. to have yeah. inquired about this. Smash and uh, yeah, oh, those are smart. the official Anthem Twitter account yeah. saying. Damage floaties can be tuned to your liking. Adjust opacity, size, or even completely turn them off. Whatever helps you. I think you can the change battle. the opacity. Like I want yeah. mine on. I want to know how much damage I'm doing. Yeah, yeah, I, it feels good. People just wanted them tinier because the yellow ones. We it was big. Ones it was a lot. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. they're large, <laughs> think, and people didn't like that. Fifty percent size, fifty percent opacity is sort of like the sweet spot for me. But I know some people like don't even want them there at all. Yeah. So. 
I want it's them really bigger, cool. and they won't answer my question. <laughs> can I, can I make the them? whole screen? I want them comedically large. <laughs> in like Comic Sans font. Exactly. Can, can I change the font? 72 points. Can font. we get the killer instinct announcer <laughs> yeah. to come on when a combo pops up? Combo. Uh, I think this is actually into it. pretty cool. Yeah. A, I mean, it's an AMA that's been going on for three weeks, so seriously, kudos to those guys. We've actually rounded up, we've wrangled a bunch of these um, know, facts, for tidbits. Doing all that. Yeah, really oh, good. Man, I, I scrolled through Mark Dara's Twitter account for two days straight. <laughs> Um, but we, we, we wrangled all those things. We put it on the site. So there's a, uh, there's, a, I think it's called now, we know 161 facts about Anthem. If you're curious for like a, Ooh. a synthesized version of, of this whole AMA, you can go check it out on IGN right now. So much. Um, seriously, kudos to those dudes. Like this is a perfect example of like, I know Bioware has been in hot water ever since Mass Effect Andromeda, but like, this well, is a since, really, since three, really let's yeah. <laughs> not, since, three not was to great. since, the, end, it's, since it's the ending great. of three, I thought Inquisition was fantastic. I know a lot of people don't agree with me, but uh, this is a really cool thing that they're doing, and yeah. I, I think it should get noticed, right? And, uh, and it, it is Bioware listening to you. Like, look, based off Twitter interactions, now a main feature that people would have been pissed about has been changed or, mm-hmm. or been modified, so it doesn't piss people off. Right. It's I think like, that's awesome. Yeah, it's awesome that also Bioware higher-ups are letting them do that and just, like, engage with fans. And obviously, I'm sure people are saying, like, hey, don't talk about these things. Yeah. Well, then go go yeah. nuts. Like, it's really awesome to have that transparency and just to be able to learn more earlier on and get, like, very specific fan questions answered, like the damage floaties. <laughs> yeah, they, they took so many questions during the stream that they did recently. And I actually uh, – they put that together really fast, and I didn't know what to expect. But what they put together was pretty good. I was like, oh, this is really interesting. They played uh, – through the demo again and they answered a ton of questions mm-hmm. and you that's when you expanded the script right God. so it was kind of cool that they were just taking questions live even oh, if they this, had addressed you mean this live stream last week yeah 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 it's sort and of i mean yeah, the, yeah he went from like 135 to 165 161 i mean it's yeah, their numbers go. aren't important destin it's just what's important <laughs> is that uh what, what's important is that they they have just been so solid about like continuing this open and they're still doing it. Like they said they were going to cap off with this live stream. (laughs) And then, and so the copy in my story was like, they ended the AMA with this cool live stream. And now like the last five days, they've been doing it more and more. So (laughs) they can't stop. I don't think it'll ever end. And just a, a friendly concluding reminder that, uh, we pretty much all played this during E3 and Mm -hmm. it's on, it's, it's the slice they showed was Incredibly fun. It is mm-hmm. super good. There so, is clearly a core of excellence here that hopefully they'll be able to flesh out yeah. and uh, turn, you know, extend to the, the entire finished product. I think I think Destin is probably best positioned to talk about it, but not not to get into a big whole thing. But like with these type of games, the big questions are always the end game. What yeah. are we going to do? Like yes. once the grind is over, how are you going to keep us here? Um, you we, can only shoot things for so long. Yeah. yeah, we can't really speak to that. But what I can speak to, and I know you did, you played it. Did mm-hmm. you play? It was ve- the very last thing I played at E3, and I was so excited because it was the one thing I really wanted to play. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I was, I didn't think I was going to get an appointment, and then all of a sudden, um, James Young was like, "Hey, you want you know play Anthem?" And I was just like, <gasps> "Yes, please!" <laughs> just a rabid animal comes yeah, out. Like, literally ran off and. I miss publishing. Something. You ran to Hollywood yeah. to their <laughs> to their booth. Yeah, location. so it was. Dustin and I. So Dustin and I went to to Toronto a I week know. a Edmonton. week and a half before. I'm sorry, Edmonton. Sorry. Uh, every every city in Canada. Not to be no, smirched the good the good name of Canadian cities everywhere. Um, we went up to Edmonton and played it, and like for the next week and a half, we were talking about just like how amazing this game feels to play. It's essentially the Iron Man game that never really was. And, I, 
it, it's excellent. And, and we were telling everybody about it. And since everyone else got the chance to play it, I feel so validated, but also feel awesome. We for get it. Who You're a hipster anthem oh, fan. Yeah, okay. You liked it before it was cool. <laughs> that's have you guys heard what I'm going for? <laughs> have you guys heard Brandon and I played anthem? God, oh, here we go. <laughs> I don't know if you guys knew this, but we're kind of big. Uh, <laughs> no, I like that every single person I've talked to or seen on Twitter has said the exact same thing as all four of us here, which is that it feels so good to play. Yeah. So I don't think getting into it's going to be the hard part. I think finding out how we're going to stay in that is, yeah, the, it's like is the, the activities. Challenge. It's like, yeah. yes, it can feel exactly. good to play, but like, what will you do with that? Yeah. How's the loot game? What's the, what are your raids? Like, or your elder game? Like you're calling it, you yeah. know, um, those are the big, bigger issues where they could potentially run into problems. Right. And it's more so that we just haven't seen anything yet. So exactly. like we've seen this very small slice of the same area over and over. And, um, They'll show more when they're ready. They're well, Destin, speaking of running into problems, Dead Island 2 oh. is a video game that That's we a hell of a segue. <laughs> still have not seen anything concrete from. Uh, I think, is it dead? A lot right. of us assumed that it was no longer with us. <laughs> but the official account, Alive and Well, they just released a, a Dead Island iOS Android game. Yeah. And so somebody was like, hey, uh, what about that other game for platforms that have buttons? And they wrote back and said uh, that it is still in development and more details will be revealed at a later date. Now, as a reminder, Dead Island 2 officially revealed in 2014. So four years ago, here's the original trailer. Or I don't know if it's the original trailer. No, this is, I think, the second. I played this. Stop this! Oh my don't. god! No, that I, that Justin. wasn't a, that, I wasn't doing that as a joke. I we get it. Justin. I forgot that this existed. Yeah. So, do you remember you're on a trial here? I don't, <laughs> I'm, out. I'm out. I don't remember <laughs> the gameplay trailer. All I remember is that secret California thing. Yeah, with the yeah. dude running yeah. down the Santa Monica boardwalk. Yes. yes. This was at PAX. The public could play it. What happened? Well. Well, that's announced, the question, right? announced in 2014, Dead Island 2 was set to release in spring of 2015 for PS4, Xbox One, and PC, and it would take players, quote, from the iconic Golden Gate to the celebrated beachfront boardwalk of Southern California's Venice Beach. Wow, so, 600 miles of California <laughs> coast. That's uh, what's taking zombified so California coast. So I don't know. I mean, Ryan, I seriously forgot <laughs> that was that game until we just saw that footage. Yeah, they oh, had man. they had demos at like three events uh, that year. Yeah, is, is anybody? So it's apparently still in development. Does anybody have like a prop cigarette so I could do that? Recreate the Ron Burgundy. I don't believe you. <laughs> like I, that was pretty I mean, good, but. Do I hope it comes out? Sure, if it's good. I mean, it'd be great for it to come out. But just looking at it from the business side, which again, I know I'm, you know, in, from where I sit, I am not an expert on the business side. But that many years, you have to wonder about like what's the what's the ROI on that game? Yeah. Like how many copies would it have to sell to to be profitable, let alone break even? Maybe, maybe they don't need the money right now. Maybe they're just good. But I mean, after a while, you're gonna run out of resources. <laughs> Maybe they don't need the money. Maybe they're just good. They yeah. really, they really. Yeah, I wish I could say that. They're like, honing yeah, in on just simple living. You yeah. Know? <laughs> uh, I think it was probably one of those things where just, again, no foot to stand on here outside of what I I assume happened is just they had to retool it somehow. So they put a small team on it, and it's just been right. Quietly, I, th- I think quietly it's simmering. Switch developers at one, at some. It point. did switch it went, developers at one. Uh, point. It yeah. Either was or is Jaeger. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, this is all. Oh no, because it was Techland originally, and I think it's now Jaeger. Now I can't even. Was remember. it Techland before Techland made Dying Light? 
Uh, which would Dying be... Light came... Yeah, I think... No, because I think Dying Light came out in early 2014. And Dying Light's getting a sequel. It maybe is. it is. Maybe it was early 2015. Will Dying Light 2 yeah, come out first, or will Dead Island 2 come out first? Dying Light 2 will absolutely come out first. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of crazy, right? <laughs> I, I totally I mean, <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, yeah, so I, I I don't know what is going on with this game, but like four years out of announcement. What? It was mm-hmm. it was uh, the end of January 2015 for Dying Light. Okay. So. Wow. So, yeah, it did co- – Dead Island 2 was announced and then Dead Island uh, – rather, Dying Light shipped. All right. I'm going to put my aluminum tinfoil hat on. Um that's not a thing. I'm going to put my tinfoil hat on uh, and say that what if Techland was making Dead Island 2, lost the right, or they moved the developers, and then Techland took what they were using for Dead Island 2 to make Dying Light 2? You never know. Probably. There's no similarities. Probably, probably not. There's um, a lot of similarities. <laughs> Anyway, uh, so <laughs> Dead Island 2 appears to still be a thing. Find developer stuff. Yeah, we will be keeping an eye on it. I mean, you know, I know. I'm not. I'm not. I'm neither optimistic nor pessimistic about it. Honestly, I'm just. Well, I'm completely. At this point, it's not even part right? of our live anymore. Right. It's just like we'll see what they show when when they have something to show and hope that it turns out to be a good game. Yeah. And Dead Island, the first Dead Island, was actually a pretty fun Super zombie fun. game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I really, really enjoyed that. Absolutely. Yeah. Ryan, when they say something, give me a call. Oh, are we doing this again? Uh, oh, he's oh. back. He's back, you guys. <laughs> Destin's so back. Uh, yes, the call of duty, Destin, <laughs> for the next console. Like call of I, duty. Yes. No, don't you, don't you start. Uh, no, there's... Uh, <laughs> Char- I, I threw everybody <laughs> off. <laughs> Segway was poopy. That's what I'm saying. Oh, <laughs> my God. It's, it's, it's fine. The show was... We were, we were at this point where it was like just this... Perfect machine, just tight, just humming machine, yeah. and now Destin's back, and it's. It was it's, a good run, everybody. Destin's, One episode back. Destin's a human wrench, just right into the works that is this podcast. So good, having. But I love you. I'm glad to have you back. Uh, now, Charlie Intel is a is Give a site that. Give me a call. That, Come on. I know, right? Oh, you guys aren't doing it. I didn't know we were supposed to. You don't now that he's back. It's fine. This was not on the manifest. Your audition. I, I could have said like they have infinite resources, <laughs> or they don't have infinite resources. Infinity Ward? No. All right. Okay. This, this is so good. <laughs> well, anyway, you guys uh, anyway, that's the news. <laughs> Charlie Intel, who uh, dutifully tracks all things happening in the Call of Duty universe, they spotted a. Wait, his name is Charlie Intel. That's awesome. Stop it. Uh, they they <laughs> joking. <laughs> spotted. Is, that, is that his actual name or is that his moniker because he he gets the intel? I'm joking. Think, okay. think it's his, uh-huh. you've killed Miranda. Good, good job. Anyway, the website Charlie Intel, named for I don't know what. Okay, thank you for clarifying. You're welcome. First of all, as uh, the eagle eyes over there have spotted a job listing at Infinity Ward for uh, that mentions next generation platforms. So obviously, Infinity Ward does nothing but make Call of Duty games. Therefore, they seem to be referencing a next gen Call of Duty. the the uh, The job listing mentions a quote new, exciting, unannounced title for multiple next gen platforms. The job listing is for a temporary narrative scripter to work on what is almost certainly a future Call of Duty game. Uh, the, mo- there are multiple references in the job listing to cinematic work. Now, what I find interesting about this is the timing, and that is because uh, you know it's it's three studios, so it's each one goes publishes a game every three years. 
This year, it's Treyarch's turn with Black Ops 4. Last mm-hmm. year was Sledgehammer with Call of Duty World War II. That mm-hmm. makes next year, 2019, fall of 2019, Infinity Ward's year. Uh, so, guys, I, I just can't believe this, this job listing for the next-gen thing. I've got to think it's for their next title mm-hmm. after the 2019. I think it's got to be for the 2022 game because even the most optimistic uh, Xbox Scarlet projections, of which I am one, mm-hmm. think 2020. Yeah, There's just no way that we're getting a new Xbox next year, 20- which somebody's going to save that video <laughs> clip, and then if it ever happens, I'm going to be Push forced back. to like eat this In-N-Out? show planner. Or yeah, let's do In-N-Out. We'll just, we'll just we'll just we'll season it right now. No, because uh, no one's betting it's coming out in 2019. <laughs> Here's I the thing: one in and out. No one out there is. <laughs> it's fair. We'll make it happen. You remember the generational shift from 360 to Xbox One? Yeah. How uh, there were a handful of more than a handful, but there were a number of titles that came out on the 360 with the intention of also being, uh, you know. Brought over, ported over. I'm not sure what the white. I mean, like right Call of Duty is. Ghosts yeah. by Infinity Ward, oh. a game which we do not speak of otherwise. I don't know what you're talking about. Exactly. <laughs> um, Remember that good dog in that game? Yeah. That's about it. What? Dog of Duty. <laughs> dog of Duty. Is um, a good boy. <clears throat> I, I could 100% see them, you know, having this temporary narrative scripter. That sounds like contract work. Someone to bring in to, like, lighten the load. I could totally see this uh, being a job position for next year's Call of Duty having the job description also say next gen, alluding to the fact that they're going to bring it to whatever Scarlet They'll is. They'll port it a year yeah. later. Yeah. yeah. So, so it's technically a next gen game. Right now it's being developed for what what have you. Could be. Flashback. It's E3 2018. Phil Spencer mentions the next scene. gen. Bethesda <laughs> mentions next gen. This is the third mention of it. We know it's coming. It's on the way. Yep. Possibly 2020. It is good. We actually have an article about all the references that yeah. happened at E3 Keep it that we published recently. We have a video component of it also. And uh, yeah, this can be added to the list now. It's definitely on the way. You, you put 2022? Well, that's just, again, me saying if mm-hmm. if – so you have Brandon's the theory yeah. that it's that it'll be a, a port of the 2019 game. It'll be cross generation. But I'm I'm wondering yeah. if this is just early engine and tech development that they're starting now, which would apply to their next game, which their turn would be in three more years after next year, 2020. I think that's a lot yeah. more likely for this, honestly. Like, I mean, yeah, they could port it, but I think it'd be more likely if they're just starting to plan for their next next game. I think that's crazy. What I'm interested yeah. in is how they're going to handle next gen while still supporting the Xbox family. Because Phil did say yeah. that all Xboxes will be able to play this. So, like, do they start doing a cloud based service for the OG Xbox One, or do they have to eventually phase out the oldest model? I mean, yeah, Wait, it's, the OG Xbox One. Which one is that now? The first, <laughs> the, the first the day one, one edition. Ex- Wait, no, yeah. it's it's just yeah. like you know iOS and, and Android. Eventually, yeah. there are apps. You know, they just stop supporting a certain yeah. hardware. Yep. Version. You must have iOS seven to yeah and. Stuff. And, you know, iPhone 4 or 4S or something. So, yeah, eventually we'll reach the point where the the, uh, original release of the Xbox One is no longer supported by these games. I'm just saying, I wonder if there is uh, a solution that's better than just phasing out a console, like a cloud-based service. Yeah, could be. PlayStation Now, not a great example, but it, it uses that. And you're able to play really old PlayStation games on your PlayStation 4. Uh... There is another. You're talking about going the other way, though. Yeah, 
I'm talking about if you're on the oldest console and you want to play a new game, is that going to be possible? I well, I mean, the only other way they do that outside of eliminating a mm. entire console or support it, you know, via firmware or how, yeah. what have you, is to make multiple SKUs of a game that boils it down to the lowest common denominator. I mean, a game yeah. is coming out for the Wii. Yeah. So yeah. I but, think right? anything is possible. <laughs> but yeah. this also sort of wraps back around to the iOS model, which is some games you just cannot run on an iPhone 4S, you know, mm-hmm. like, did they make a 4S and iPhone 4? Um, so like at, at some point you just have to drop hardware just because the, the, the specs inside the, yeah. the hardware do not support the tech that and you know, I get they put into the game. I get what you're saying. I think they have a challenge of explaining that to the customer mm-hmm. and, um, Figuring out how to how to market their new console and explain like oh your old games work on this but not on that new games don't work on that and mm. uh, they might get into some murky territory. I think there. we'll have a few like a, at least some padded time where all of the new games will work on the Xbox One like original one. Yeah. Um, and then eventually they'll probably phase out. Yeah. You know? And yeah. I but I think we're still. Oh, I'm talking. Yeah, ten yeah. maybe yeah. ten I, years. Well, from now. I hope it's soon. Like because I just want to see I want to see that minimum spec raised. Yeah. Uh, yes. for, for new games as soon as possible. I don't want to see anything holding them back. No, I still have my original one. Leave it alone. <laughs> I want to use yeah. it. So, so you so can. Until the end. <laughs> but you don't need new games. There's lots of games now. Let's move I, on to a new generation. I, I don't think the, the standard Xbox One is holding anybody back, do you? Well, I think if, it's holding back to It will when Scarlet's out. I mean, if Scarlet is... Mm-hmm. is uh, Presumably, Hopefully. the Ryzen, based off the Ryzen chipset or something even yeah. newer than that, there there will, you know, I want to see things that are coded to the metal for that yeah. rather than like, well, we have to accommodate the, you know, how I'm blanking now. Uh, was it four gigs of RAM on the mm-hmm. on the um, the original the original Xbox. Xbox One? I don't remember. Like, yeah, I mean, no, let's let's I want to move forward. Now, I, I speak for the hardcore enthusiasts, mm-hmm. but Microsoft can't only tailor to them. No, you're they right. They have a whole mass market to it. You guys are totally right. I'm really curious to see how Microsoft handles that situation yeah. of like, all right, guys, time to upgrade. Yeah, no, you, well, like, you do. I have an iPhone point. 6, okay? <laughs> I need to upgrade my phone. I don't know what to do. You bring up a good point, though. Yeah? I do, too. <laughs> Six, nice. 6S Plus. Oh, yours is newer. Well, I mean, <laughs> new, newer isn't three years ago. <laughs> they yeah. both barely function. Um, are, you guys, are you guys good now? We good? You gonna, I mean, we're gonna, we're gonna, the Apple we're, gonna we're gonna make out later I mean, uh, for sure. But <laughs> entice you guys. I had a success as well and changed over to a Pixel two. So I'm considering swapping also. Yeah, I am too actually. Anyway, welcome to, welcome to Tech Fetish. Welcome to Sorry. Tech Fetish. Yeah. <laughs> the ghost yeah. of Scott Lowe somehow yeah. snuck in here. Um, um, now, now you've made me lose my train of thought. Here's, anyway, here's, um, it's a dark time. Systems. Here's the thing: developing for a target <laughs> SKU and then uh, watering it down for you know older, I mean, that's, that's older hardware in the past. So like, think of Call of Duty did this before. every year for a long time, and think <laughs> about what the lowest the lowest version of that game looked like and how it behaved. There were entire features that were cut from. It. Oh yeah. 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 There were oh tech, god they yeah. you know dropped the textures like there were th- somebody did a really cool video where it was like. Going through it on a current uh, current gen console, and you see cars and a washing machine and yeah. some posters, and then you go through it. I think it was on the Wii U, and it was just like blocks. You know? I think uh, <laughs> Shadow of Mordor was a didn't that yeah have some stuff missing from the 360. Oh, the Nemesis yeah. system wasn't even in it. Right, yeah. That's what it, I knew. It was, I oh, thought wow. I remember yeah. something big. Yeah. So. The so marquee there you go, feature but, of it. But yeah, that's I remembered my point real quick before we move on. Destin, you you bring up. Uh, an interesting topic in that about about Microsoft messaging that yeah. blurring of of generational console lines. It would seem, I mean, w- this could change tomorrow depending on how Sony decides to play it. But 
Sony would it would seem like you know they're going to go with PlayStation Five. It's going to be a mm-hmm. a harder line in the sand, but perhaps. Um, so I wonder. I think it, I think they both might have unique challenges of Sony if they sort of. I, I would bet I would definitely make an in and out lunch bet that. PS4 games are going to work on PS5. They better. Oh, absolutely. Because it, it's, yeah. you know, we're not talking about, we're not moving from cell architecture to to x86 architecture. Mm-hmm. We're, you know, it's PC-based architecture now mm-hmm. moving forward. We're just about everyone. So, yeah, there's, I would think PS4 games will work on PS5, but but just that, you know, where are they going to draw the line with, with uh, for, like, particularly first-party games you know, Last of Us Three, which probably won't be a thing. Oh, but, working on both. You know, of of is it going to also work on a PS4? Whereas Microsoft has really been more clear about, yeah, we know we, we want to support everything. It's like there are there are pluses and minuses to both of those. Yeah. Like, you know, and it's up to it's up to each of those companies. And in our case, we're talking about Microsoft mm-hmm. to message the the what they didn't do with the original Xbox One mm-hmm. announcement was messaging the benefits mm-hmm. to their strategy clearly of like. Yes, you know you're going to get a super, a super next-gen experience on Xbox Next, but you can still experience those games and our whole family of games on your Xbox One or your S or your X. Yeah. So that's, that is I, – I would think Microsoft's probably already working on that communication yeah. oh, plan. A hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> it's I think so they learned their lesson. There, there is a hefty portion of the budget for the next box already going to marketing, <laughs> like figuring out how they're going to strategize this. I. Uh, I would imagine. My theory is cloud-based because, like, at a certain point, you're running in 1080, you don't have 4K support, you know, the game's just, like, on an OG Xbox One, like, you're just not getting what you should. Like, the X is a really, really good console, so eventually people are just going to cut ties and move forward. (laughs) Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, Just to wrap up real quick, it makes me wonder, like, because we, most of us have used the iOS, an iOS device in our lifetimes or have been part of that ecosystem. At what point do you, I mean, do you guys ever feel like something comes out that doesn't support the generation of phone that you have? Do you feel entitled to say, I own an iOS device. I think everything that you guys put out should work on my device, no matter how long ago I bought it or for how much I spent? No, I think because a- Apple's trained us from day one with the, with the iPhone. You know, if I've, uh, if I have a three-year-old mm-hmm. iPhone and then there's a, a big new game from, from Fortnite, epic, yeah. That's Fortnite like, doesn't work on my phone. There you go. So it's just like, oh, okay, nope, my phone's too old. It's I gotta get a new one. Mm-hmm. So I translate that over to the Xbox system now. Like, at what point do the owners of the original Xbox One feel like, well, I've had this thing for ten years. I guess it's time to upgrade so I can play Halo Twelve or. You know, I think it's it's it's, it's a much more of an uphill battle for any console manufacturer and, because of optics right now. Be, no, because of We've been trained to uh, not expect things to be supported for ten years. Yeah, for for a super long time. Right. So I, we'll see. I don't the, know. But I the reverse is true now, where it's like now we're getting into the era of backwards compatibility, and knowing how much of a touchstone that was with the audience. Yeah. This console generation, that's almost certainly a guaranteed moving into the next one that they are going to at least consider it, if not absolutely implement it in some way or another. They never said they wouldn't phase it out. They said that all your games would always play on future consoles. That's actually more specifically what they said, True. thinking about mm. it more. Yeah. So, yes, it will eventually be phased out. Will it be the next gen of consoles? That's what, the, that's what I think people are wondering. Mm. Well, that's what we've been discussing, yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, finally this week, a note, Darksiders 3 getting its release date announced. 
You know, it seemed like the weird thing with E3 was there were very, very few November games. We thought maybe Kingdom Hearts <laughs> would land in November. What? Few November. Nothing. Okay. I'm, Nothing. I, I didn't don't do even, anything. Why did we get going? I looked at the camera. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Destiny. I, have no anyway. I didn't do anything I that time. Idea what's happening. I'm in we anyway. haven't had like a really awkward pause in a couple of episodes. So just, We're back. We're back on the air. So, t- you know what? We're a little rusty. We've been it's gone been two for weeks. two weeks. Anyway, November 27th for Darksiders 3, uh, sneaking in after, I think that's after Thanksgiving, or, or if not, right before. So... Uh, yeah, joining Hitman's in November and uh, Fallout 76 is in November. But a lot of a lot of other stuff, October's that seems like the big month this year. Everybody trying to get out before Red Dead 2 does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But here you go. I mean, uh, man, I just saw something about Darksiders 3. Maybe on IGN.com. Really? Really? I know that That's how I... you do it. <laughs> just joking. Yeah, we've You're got, the best at it. We've got oh, IGN good. first coverage on Darksiders 3 exclusive all month long. Ton of gameplay. We've got a starting tomorrow or t- 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 whatever on Wednesday. It's like an 11 minute gameplay video. We got that and then plenty more all month long. <laughs> this show has been sneak a peak. freaking comedy of disaster this it's week. Fine. <laughs> it's it's fine. It is. Uh, we have a lot of rust to shake off of, clearly. Anyway, yeah. So if you're interested in Darksiders, add that to your fall game shopping list because it is another one that's going to be out. Right in the heart of the fall season. I can't. I can't. But, just, I can't. Uh, yeah, I mean, just you know, try not to think about it. Uh, hey, yeah. <laughs> I guess it's it's not it's not a February twenty second game. The great thing is, is, yeah, that's true. The I great kind th- of hope another game comes out on February twenty second. Just so we can just, continue that story, right? Just push it. That's fine. The great thing is, is we have what like a month and some change before review season hits. Now in August. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so. Madden's sort of the unofficial kickoff every yeah. year. Yeah, so yeah. we we got some time. Uh-huh. Um, and then August, September, October. Miranda knows what's up. Kickoff, which they're talking about getting rid of, but I digress. That's true. Yeah. It's, it'll what? make me real sad as a football fan. They're kicking around, kicking around the idea of getting rid of the kickoff. That was natural. I right. didn't plan that at like, all. Might as well just make it arena football rule. Yeah. I, I guess we're already, I guess like, that way. I guess after a score, you just, you just set the ball on the 25 yard line. What, what is this backyard? 35. Football? Like, like flag football. <laughs> what are we doing? I don't know. Let's I'm play stumped. football. Anyway. Anyway. Can't wait for football season yeah. to start. November 27th, uh, more, a lot of gameplay video all month long. I wonder if on IGN. Below will be out in November or December or this oh. year. Oh, yeah, Below. <laughs> I, I literally just scribbled, where's Below when we were talking about Dead Island 2? And it's just like, games that were announced a while ago. <laughs> That's a good, yeah. Yeah, but, but that one we've seen this year. At least year. we've seen it every year, yeah. Like, yeah, and so it's, we know that's going to happen. People are like, soon. Yeah, I'm just like, but how soon? I, so I finally played it again this year at E3, and it's still good. <laughs> just want to didn't stop being good. Just still good. I still just want to play it, play it yeah. from start yeah. to finish. I skipped like the last two years. <laughs> all right, uh, all right, that's it. Let me go. Let's see. Who should? Hey, Miranda, what's coming Hello. out? What can we spend our money on? Uh, for game releases, we have Danger Zone Two, The Calling Two, Red Faction Guerrilla Remastered Edition. Oh, no. I hate saying that. It's right? Not. Yeah. It's not good. Not good. Don't do that. Uh, as for our marketplace report, we have July games with gold. Um, July first to the thirty first on Xbox One is Assault Android Cactus, which I played a little bit the other day. Really fun little uh, twin stick shoot 'em up. Shoot 'em up. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Uh, July sixteenth through August fifteenth on Xbox One, we have Death Squared. Sounds. You move cubes around. Yeah. Oh yeah. Nice. Like squares. Checks out. 
Yeah. They must have listened. <laughs> they must have listened to the show. Uh, July 1st uh, through the 15th on Xbox 360 and Xbox One is Virtua Fighter 5 Final Showdown. And then July 16th through the 31st for Xbox 360 and Xbox One is Tom Clancy's Splinter Cell Conviction. Now, people were tweeting me going, hey, Ryan, this has got to mean that the new Splinter Cell is going to get oh. announced soon. Like, I don't think that's the case at all. Yeah. I don't think they have those two have anything to do with each other. Mm. What does Conviction fall on your list? Oh, Destin oh. and I were talking yeah. before we got on the air. <laughs> Uh, all right. If we're doing the quick ranks, because we're running, we're quickly running out of time. Chaos Theory one, <sighs> probably. I mean, ugh, and then it's close between one and two because one's probably the better campaign. But but Pandora Tomorrow had spies, uh, the introduced Spies versus Mercs, and then Blacklist, and like Conviction's near the bottom. But it's not that I don't like it. It's just I think it's it's just not. They're they're a better game. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. it's it's a great series. Um, It's convictions, the super actiony one, uh, where you basically have an I win button. You can just press the button and it shoots everyone in the room. Mm -hmm. The mark and execute thing, which I okay. Whereas Blacklist adapted that, where you could still do it, but it would it did a great job of rewarding you Mm -hmm. for stealth and for you could there was there was a realistic mode you could play to you turn that off entirely. Mm -hmm. So Blacklist really I thought did a good job of evolving that. In, within the Splinter Cell uh, formula rather than just having it be a pure action game. But I do really like Conviction's story. The oh. story is really good. And yeah. the, the you get like these two choices, uh, these branching points where it's like, do you want to do this or do you want to do this? And they're all pretty good. And the way they really deliver good. the text on the wall, yeah. like it's sort of like you're in the action. It never takes you out of it. Oh, I cool. really, really like that element. Well, there you have it. Free Splinter Cell. And uh, get that July 16th through the 31st. Excellent. Again. Let's do trivia real quick and then we'll get out of here. So... <laughs> Uh, Alana's departure means somebody please pass her so that I don't have to mail a trophy to wherever she lives now. Wait, I'm on. I mean, um, we have we, need, <laughs> we have six months. I, I think have we'll a be secret right. plan to make sure I get everyone wrong so I never pass her. <laughs> all right. Well, here so we like go. Shoot for the moon. Sorry. Like so, hearts. Yeah. Alana has ten <laughs> points. Uh, may she rest in peace. Brandon at Aww. seven points. Yeah. We've got uh, Miranda at five in the game. Destin. Welcome back. You have a point. I don't know when that happened. Guest appearance earlier <laughs> this year. So let's get you back uh, back on the on the board. Our question comes to us. Ah, dang, I forgot to write down his name. I'm so sorry. Ah, I hate when I do that. Anyway, I'll try to credit him next week. Which rock musician was originally going to write the soundtrack for Spec Ops The Line, uh, but had to drop out due to scheduling conflicts? Now, I confess, I didn't know this one either. This is a good question. I don't know. Was that. it Jack White? From the White Stripes, was it Josh? Is it Hom? Is that how you pronounce? How do you pronounce his name? I would default to Home. Home, but. okay. Hom, but I mean, right? the the front man from Queens of the Stone Age. I don't know. Kevin Shields from My Bloody Valentine, or Chris Cornell, may he rest in peace for real from uh, Soundgarden slash Audio Slave. Yep. So yeah, I did not know this one. Do you guys have a either know it or have a guess? I got a fifty fifty shot at this. I think take it. Yeah, I do uh, too. I'll go with D. Chris Cornell. Okay. Miranda, what do you think? I'm just going to go with C. My bloody Valentine. All right. Like you know what? I'm going to go B. Josh Home. You're home. a wise man. Am I? Yeah. Nice. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well done. Ten to eight now. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? Did I get it right? <laughs> no, <okay. laughs> no, you're trying to lose. I got it. All um, right. Good stuff. The only reason I did that is because of the era in which Spec Ops The Line came out. And if you haven't played that game, I don't know what you're doing because it is one of my favorites from last gen. Mm-hmm. Um, it was around, right around the time those guys were super popular. Yeah. That's true. All right, if you have an Xbox trivia question, please send it in. We'll, uh, we're going to stump the new panel for the rest of the year, hopefully. 
And you can send your trivia question, include four multiple choice answers, note the correct one in your email, send that off to unlocked at IGN.com. I will say that you can find me on Twitter at DMC (laughs) underscore Ryan. We've got, uh, yeah, just the Darksiders 3 IGN first stuff happening all month long. We know from last year when we unveiled that game that there is huge interest from our audience in Darksiders. Yeah, y'all People, really like some Darksiders. It's, yeah, it is. Uh, so now, like, what's cool is when we unveiled it last year, you know, it was some really early footage, uh, and we didn't have a ton of it because the game was still fairly early in development. Now, with the game, you know, within five months of the finish line, we have a ton of gameplay footage, so you can really see how it's evolved over yeah. the past year and change. So keep an eye on that all month long on IGN. Destin. Hey. Hi. Hey, Want to promote yourself in any way, shape, or form? Yeah, just follow me on Twitter, at Destin Legary. That's fine. That'll do. Yeah. That'll do. Miranda? Very simple. Um, you can follow me at Havoc Gross on Havoc with a K on Twitter, Instagram, pretty much everywhere. Um, I just got back from Anime Expo. It was very hot. Uh, that, that pause <laughs> said a lot right there. I'm a walking husk, but um, no. We have like a ton of anime content going up and some game stuff. If you're interested in uh, anime games at all, we have some stuff on Kill a Kill the Game. If that is what it's called, people were very confused by the headline because they're like, why are you writing this weird headline? It's like, is that if supposed to be it? I'm like, no, no, that is the, that is the game's title. Like, that's just how it is. I'm sorry. And I try to like clean it up to like make it a little bit more clear. But yeah. anyway. Yes, so please check out that coverage. I'd really appreciate it. We have a lot of anime reviews and stuff and slideshows and a bunch of cool things um, as far as games go. I don't know. I'll figure it out. I'm just playing games for fun right now, and it's, it's kind of nice. That is nice. Games. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking at uh, I'm Brandon Tyrell on Twitter, also my name. Um, you can find me there if you want to chat or whatevs. Uh, I am working on— get on, on Twitter? Will you be on finally? Uh, yeah, I'll, I check it once a Please day. Please pressure Brandon to get on Twitter. I check it once a day. <laughs> You're bad at social media, Brandon. I'm, I, I never wanted to be good, so like, I, feel, I feel like it's okay. I yeah. think he's probably healthier than the rest of us, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. Uh, I actually was this close to deleting Twitter from my phone because I do find myself, I'll sit down and like just open Twitter, mm-hmm. and I, I don't really particularly want to do anything on it, so I feel like it's just taking time away from something I could do habitually. Um, anyway... <laughs> I'm on Twitter. Catch him on there once a day. Sometimes. Sometimes. Uh, and thanks for throwing me under the bus, Miranda. And we. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I do. Uh, I wouldn't have it any other way. Uh, yeah, we are just working on all kinds of stuff. I actually have to go because we have an episode of Inside there. Xbox. I deleted my Twitter. Starting off in my phone. Five minutes. Did you really? Yep. All right. Well, tune in next week problem. to find out well, what don't happened. Don't follow Destin on Twitter, I guess. No, I, I still, <laughs> I'll still use it at work. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. I almost always interact with people at my desktop uh i just sort of like uh what do they call it ghosting or shadowing fine whatever just just taking in information they call it something lurking brandon's bad at social media everybody i don't know what he's doing they call it lurking lurking Lurking? no that's kind of that's like for a forum thing that's like if you're in a conversation you're like watching someone else talk but you're not really engaging what's a forum Oh, anyway, anyway. Oh. also ghosting is when you like kind of disappear from a relationship or if like you're talking to somebody and yeah. you stop. Oh, I don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> That's no. very different. I'm, that'll get you in trouble. Yep. <laughs> All right. We're out of here. Uh, we'll be back with a better show next week. <laughs> this was episode. Sorry, everybody. Uh, this was fun. 52. <laughs> that was fun. Uh, before we go real quick, a reminder that starting this week right now, IGN is moving. If you're watching it on IGN, congratulations. You got to see it early, potentially. Uh, so you'll be able to watch every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Pacific on unlocked.ign.com. That is the place to be to catch the show a bit early. 
uh, and then you can find it other places on its usual Wednesday day and time. So keep that in mind for the future, and we'll see you back here next week. Bye. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.